Hi, doggy. Um, <laughs> I think that's oh, my favorite. Oh, hi. Um, so I guess we should we should address this up front. We are um, <clears throat> after I think a perfect record for three years. We're taking a week off. <laughs> you talking about right. next week? Yeah. Yeah. I think we've been doing this every week since 2020, right? Pretty much. I can't think of a time we've missed. We can't, I can't <laughs> think of a time we missed either, so it must have just been for, for the last few years. Um, you're going to Disney. We're going to Disney. Disney World, right? Yep. Well, um, whichever one is in Florida. Should be We're going down there to see old Meatball, see what he's done with our... Uh, Meatball Ron. Our amusement parks. With your beautiful state. <laughs> <laughs> um, are you So last time you, you kind of shared a story of not doing the character lunch. Uh-huh. Is that, has that held true or do you find yourself again with tickets to this thing? I don't think so. I mean, Julia did all of the food reservations. But we were watching a video for something the other day for one of those themed restaurants. You just watch commercials on your free time? Well, listen, it's so confusing trying to get all this crap set up that you have to. You have to, like, research. Mm -hmm. So anyways, we were watching some video for one of those themed restaurants. And the entire time, all I could think was the horror show that was the Winnie the Pooh buffet. Mm-hmm. The characters were like rotting and falling apart. The food was disgusting. And then we get a bill for damn near $400. And I had no idea that's how much it costs. I don't think anybody, I don't think Juliet did either, but it was like, so we've been very cautious of that. I don't ever think since. anyone at the meal knew that's how much it cost. They, <laughs> yeah. they were just like waiting in a line, then yeah. shuffled into a room. And there's no service. It's like, it's like a lit, it's like, uh, oh, it's a buffet. You get up and you stand in line and get your food and then go sit down. Go get your gross So it's like you don't down. even get served. It was just absurd. I want to be served by people in costume where they have to like, Manage your plates in, like <laughs> in the big puffy hands. In the yeah. big puffy hands. <laughs> Do you want cheese? Yeah, damn it. <laughs> right. <laughs> I knew you'd ask for cheese. Can't grate this cheese. <clears throat> so, yeah, we're, we're, I'm, try- I'm trying to stay aware of that. Well, well, like I said, I didn't do any of the reservations. Are you staying in the park? or? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we stay at the park. Ooh la la. Mm-hmm. Must be nice. Um, I'm going to... I think this is a great time for listeners to take the week and, you know, leave a review. Okay. And this is what... Yep. Okie dokie. I figured this is what... This is how to do it. I love you. I'm not I'm not telling anyone what to do. Mm-hmm. Here's an idea. Or, th- you know, this is what I would want. Five, five stars... But the review, I want the review to be like, what the hell did I just listen to? <laughs> Five stars. What a stupid message. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, or, or like, I don't want there to be like a line crossed where they're like, I didn't know 
podcast could be so disgusting. Five stars. Like, I don't want to tip one way or the other. I just want uh-huh. it to be like, I can't believe they got away with it. Five stars. Mm-hmm. You know? You blew it! <clears throat> Something that's like, it's a clickbait review. Yeah. Yeah, five star. I don't even know if I'm going to listen again, but I know I'll never forget that listen. God, forgive me. I just came up with that. That one's a good one, though, right? Sure. Yeah. So there you go. Okay. I, I wrote it for you. Yeah, that's one at least. That's one. I'm down with that. Uh, um. Yeah, I was going to say something. Now I can't remember. Do you want to talk about Trump getting arrested? Sure. Any thoughts? No mugshot, right? Nope. I, you know, more than a mugshot, you know what I want to see from his arrest? Fingerprints. Mm. I just want to see what his sausage fingers... <laughs> like, can you imagine what his fingerprints could look like? Just mm-hmm. like pop a Pillsbury dough thing, <laughs> stick in an ink. and just They're just all going to be smushed together. <laughs> yeah. There's going to be nothing discernible about them. Exactly. <laughs> it, they like come pre-greased. Uh, yeah. Like they're just, the, the ink won't stick to the finger. It just keeps <laughs> sliding off. off. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I want to see. Yeah. Instead of a mugshot, show his five fingers. Yeah. <laughs> Fingerprint. Um, but yeah, so, so he is arrested. Did I see 35 counts? 34 counts. 34. I mean, he is does for each dollar he gave. Yeah. Stormy apparently Davis. it's for each document he signed. He lo- and it's you know, not just Stormy Daniels. There's apparently two other incidences. I saw a. Some on some coverage of him, they showed footage of him signing his name to like mm-hmm. a bill, and just watching him sign, I was like, "That's that's a guy who loves signing stuff." Oh yeah, he loves it. Yeah, you can tell that when he's signing his name, that that's his big boy moment. That's his big boy moment. Yeah, and he's always felt that, and you can just see it right. all over. So for him to sign thirty four documents, I'm surprised it's not more. <laughs> right. They, they like make up documents for him to sign. Just yeah. To, Keep making him feel like a big, big boy. <laughs> yeah, so 34 counts. He, he doesn't get arrested, obviously. He doesn't actually get arrested, but he did his court appearance and then left, and now he's going to give a speech at Mar-a-Lago tonight. So he got arraigned in New mm-hmm. York. Mm-hmm. Now he's flying back to Florida, mm-hmm. back to home base, mm-hmm. so he can go to Mar-a-Lago and give some rambling some speech. Can you can you imagine like and and I keep bringing this up in different ways but like I can't imagine having to cover this in real life. Yeah. Like I can't imagine being a reporter down at Mar-a-Lago waiting for this man to come back to give a speech that means Nothing. Mm-hmm. And I'm spending my whole career covering shit like that. Mm-hmm. You know? It it feels so... I remember thinking growing up where you, you just... You assume that people have competence in areas when you're a kid. Mm-hmm. 
you, you, you just grow up being like, adults know more than me and all that. I remember thinking like, well, people who do news all the time, they just have to, by the nature of their position, be more informed than the average person. Mm-hmm. That they are just inundated every day with news stories. And if you have any kind of trust or faith in like the human condition, you trust that truth will assert itself as they keep having to report about inequality or mm-hmm. lack of healthcare or whatever. And then now that I got older, I was like, oh no, like a lot of these people are just like Ron, like Ron Burgundy is not a... Exactly. They're empty headed. They're, they're empty headed. Yeah. There's nothing going on. Right. You know, and it doesn't matter if they are surrounded by news 24 7. It's like Homer Simpson in the nuclear plant. It doesn't matter if it's like you are over nuclear materials. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. No. Okay. You yeah. Know? And you can just live your whole, you can, you can do your whole career. Just be like, yeah, all this stuff kind of what. It's like ink off Trump's fingers. Mm-hmm. It just washes right off mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Um, do you feel a sense for any of these moments to like a sense of like, maybe it's curiosity more than responsibility, but I feel like I have to pay attention mm. because like this is a historical thing. Mm. Not that I'm, am on, I'm not under any illusion that anything will come of this. Mm-hmm. I mean, obvi- it's already obviously it's already gotten way farther than I ever thought it would. Mm-hmm. But I have no sort of hopes of anything just happening. But at the same time, I feel like this is still something I have to pay attention to. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I still remember where I was when 9/11 happened. Right. I remember where I remember where I was when um, Bin Laden was killed or mm-hmm. announced, at least. You know what I mean? Kind of like that. Both of those are seminal stories in my own life. Like, yeah. Like, like not what happened, but where I was. Yeah. I look back on. Well, in like, the sense of like you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess saying that now part of that the part of the trouble with that is so many of those things, like those two things are 10 years apart. Mm-hmm. And in the past eight years, we've probably had like 50 of those things. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? There's yeah. been so many like historical firsts or whatever mm-hmm. that I probably don't even remember half of them, but I do feel a sense of like, I have to pay attention to this. Yeah. If it, it feels like, I wonder what we would, be like if Watergate was going on. Mm-hmm. Would that be like the bombshell or would it be like, I guess the president really screwed up. Yeah. You know, and just keep going with your life. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's, it's, well, that's the other thing too. It's like social media always passes stuff by you. Like, you, yeah. I, I wonder, you, like, again, if we use Watergate as an example, we'd have to actually like go out there and like pick up a newspaper. But now, what what is being informed? Is being informed me just like yeah. looking on Twitter and being like, oh, I, is it 35 counts and he got arraigned in New York? Or is it actually like clicking on articles and reading it? Like what is, yeah, what is informed mean, I guess? Yeah, that's true. That's, that's interesting because, yeah, along those lines, 
in order to get any of that, like in order to know 9-11 happened, you had to turn the TV on and watch the news. Same thing with like Bin Laden getting killed. But I could be <clears throat> looking at NBA highlights from the night before and then get a post about the Trump, the president being arrested. <laughs> you know what I mean? Or look, watching some stupid meme video. <laughs> and yeah. then the next thing I read is Trump arrested. So yeah, there is a de- definite sense of like, it kind of just filters it, its way in mm-hmm. eventually. Now you don't have to, there is no like aha moment or whatever. Right. Can we quickly detour where, where were you on nine 11? Cause now I'm just remembering where I was. We were in the dorm at college. I guess you weren't there because you didn't live in our dorm, but it was me and Marco me and Marco for sure. I don't know. I don't remember. I mean, we all went to Target afterwards, right? You came to pick me up. Right. Because it Target. was the day that like a couple albums came out. No, I was applying for a job at That's Target. right. <clears throat> That's right. But a couple albums also came out that same day. And I remember seeing them like in the store. But yeah, we woke up and we were in, was it called Aventura, that building? Yes. So that's where we we were in that dorm with all of our roommates. And, yeah, I don't remember how we found out about it, but we ended up turning the TV on and, yeah, watching the, the coverage. And then we had to take you to the job interview. No, no, no. I, m- my interview got interrupted by somebody coming in being like, um, some planes have hit the Twin Towers. Really? Huh. And the person interviewing oh, me yeah, 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 yeah. got up, yeah. and I remember peering out the room <laughs> and just seeing a TV with the smoking, you know, North Tower or whatever. Right. And, uh, and he gets up, and he's standing in the doorway, and I'm just sitting there like, do I stand up? Like, I'm still a kid. I don't know what to do in right. an interview. And then after literally, like, Five minutes of him just standing there looking at the TV. I'm like, I'm not getting the job, right? I was like, <laughs> no. I was like, okay. And then yeah. I left, and then I called you guys, and then you came to pick me up. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but, yeah, I still remember. You know, it's just at this point, I guess it's more of just like an, a still image almost. But I still – I do remember that for sure. Um. And, yeah, I guess those are the only two things that really stick with me. I mean, something will come to me when I'm least expecting it in a year or something, and I'll think about it. But for sure, 9-11 sticks with me. And for some reason, the Bin Laden... Here's the here's three things that stick with me that I mm-hmm. can always remember. Your, um, your own birth. Bin, uh, 9-11, Bin Laden, and this wasn't too long ago, so I guess it still makes sense that it sticks with me. But... I remember being at Kogan's and ordering pizza or whatever when I found out that uh, public utilities had been shot up. <clears throat> so, the, yeah, those are three things that I remember. And I guess I'm kind of not chasing that as the wrong word, but I do feel some weird sense of obligation to be like, I have to pay attention to this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so maybe well, it's just the sicko in me. Yeah, I mean, yeah, like, like you said to me, I'm like, I, just what, what's going to happen from from here? You yeah. know, 
that's the that's the thing. Yeah, somebody said um, the way for them to get out of it is to I I don't know I don't understand the legal side of it obviously, but they said something like right now it's all felony account felony counts. And what they need to do is try and plead them down to misdemeanor. So it basically mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything, mm-hmm. which is what they'll try to do, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it feels all for show. It feels like this is the point to actually convict him on them and to have a felony conviction feels like a, a whole other issue. Like, it, I don't even feel like we're on the road for felony convictions, yeah. even at this point. Well, a felony conviction also doesn't do anything. Yeah. It doesn't keep him from running for president. He's not going to go to jail for it, even if it is a felony conviction, I feel like. So it's like, who? Ca- the only thing it could possibly make him do is not be able to vote for himself. <laughs> Because <laughs> people are saying if you're in New York, in New York, you can't vote if you're ha- if you're a felon if you have mm-hmm. a felony conviction on your record. What if he? What if that's the the scandal that breaks him is he can't help himself and he legally <laughs> votes. votes for himself <laughs> and then gets yeah. convicted on voter fraud. Yeah, that would be fitting. <clears throat> okay. Okay. Anything else? Oh, do you wow. do you have anything before we get into dredge or swarm? I played basketball. Oh yeah, with who? Myself. Oh, you just shot around. I had to literally. Where at? I could not physically, like I did growing up, shoot a three pointer uh-huh. and get within five feet of the rim. Yeah. To actually make it that far felt like I was a kid again, having to like catapult it up. I, I was like, when when did this happen? When did a basketball feel like <laughs> a cannonball? Yeah. It was unreal. It was like my mechanics all felt good and the ball just would not go. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's interesting. I it's probably been twenty years since I've touched a basketball. Or shot a basketball. Don't. And it was something at one point in my life, for multiple years, I did every single day. And now, even now, it's like when you watch basketball, you see all these kids have, like, their weird-ass form, Form. their Mm -hmm. shooting form, Mm -hmm. that I'm constantly judging. And I know the second I pick up a basketball and try and shoot it, it's going to be one of the most hideous things you could see. (laughs) I quickly like went back lower, closer to the rim. Right. I wasn't just doing layups, but I definitely uh, was like, good Lord. I don't know what now I had a big coat. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. I wasn't like dressed to ball. Right. But I did, I did see an opportunity to go shoot some and my God, <laughs> it's like I've never played in my life. Uh-huh. That's it. That's the only update. I have. Okay. Well, I wanted to come back to the puzzle thing real quick. Last thing we'll say about puzzles. You sent me a picture of your quote-unquote finished two-half puzzle, right? Which, first of all, it wasn't even half. And it wasn't like straight down the middle. It's like an L part of the corner. (laughs) Yeah, because I had to work it around to make it all fit. No. No. What do you, that, I, okay, regardless, this is my question to you. 
if that puzzle is finished, right? Uh-huh. According to you, that puzzle is finished. Done. How do you hang it up on the wall? Apparently, I don't. I'm asking you. No one hangs. I'm asking a you. Puzzle up on the wall. I want to know how you hang up a finished quote unquote puzzle that's in two, not even symmetrical or even pieces. If I were to hang that up, <clears throat> I would either do it like that. I would mount it like that. <laughs> I, you know what? I would respect that. As that a, is that is one way I would respect. Right, as a, as a testament uh-huh. and and a, and a remembrance. Yeah. Um. So yeah, probably I would just do it like that. Um. The I mean the end. Okay. So uh, I won you over. You you, you know you, what you did. You like that I now. came in being skeptical and you changed my mind. <laughs> Um, do you want to talk about dredge? Yes. Okay. I love it. Yeah. It's fantastic. Um, where are you at? How far into it are you? Um, so, okay. Here's the thing that I wanted to talk about. Now, really the idea was we're going to finish swarm, Mm -hmm. right? And then really dig in deep on dredge, right? So do you just want to intro the, the, the dredge discussion or do you kind of want to see where it goes and then we'll move on to swarm? We want to do swarm and then dredge. So it kind of has some cohesion. It doesn't matter to me. Why don't we do swarm first, okay. then dredge? Because if we bleed into next episode, it's like the puzzle. Sure. <laughs> it will okay. be a split discussion, but people can seamlessly put it together if they want. Okay. So swarm, swarm. We watched the final three episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, let me find my Wikipedia. Uh, episode five was called "Girl Bye," and this was the episode written by Malia Obama. Really? Yes, I believe so. Uh, it doesn't look like she's credited here, but in a video I watched, it said that this was the episode. Well, also starting <clears> up, <throat> they said that they were like giving, like this was like right. her start in yeah. writing, right? So uh, A month later, so this is four months, four months, 2017. So this is around 2017, 2018. A month later... Marissa's phone number is deactivated by her father, Harris. Right. So this is the episode that opens up with her going into the cell phone store, Mm -hmm. leading Dre back to Houston. She encounters her and Marissa's old boss and fabricates a story about doing Nyjah's mother's makeup for a living. She breaks into Harris's house and steals his pistol, which she uses to try and get his wife to turn the number back on. Harris, blaming Dre for Marissa's suicide, tries to kill her. She flees into Marissa's old room and freezes when she sees her old shrine for Nyjah and narrowly escapes out the window. Um, so yeah, so this is the episode where we kind of, we find out, okay, maybe telling on myself again. <laughs> I didn't realize, maybe, or maybe we talked about this on the last episode, mm. but I don't think we did. In between our last recording and me watching these episodes, I found I I realized that she was adopted. 
<laughs> right? Did you know that? Yeah. You knew that from the beginning? I think so. Because it's, early on in the show, she's, she calls Marissa her sister. Yeah. And I always just read that as her being like semi-obsessed with Marissa on the level that she's obsessed with Nyjah. Okay, I see. So maybe I didn't. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so I never took it as her literally being her sister. Yeah. Um. But yeah, she's adopted what? by Marissa's no, parents. No, no, no. So or she's a foster. foster. So, foster. I mean, like, th- there was no adoption. Right. She was foster, and then she was given up pretty quickly. Well, she was fostered for money. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and she, she was given up pretty quickly after the sleepover, mm-hmm. the, the spilled milk event. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, they, they were never sisters, foster sister at most. But that was... Right. That should have been only for like a few months is what it seemed like. Oh, right, right, right. Because she was older when she was fostered, right? Okay. Um, so she goes back to the house. We get all that backstory. Um, and you realize that again, more concretely, I guess you get this to a point when she gets kicked out of the funeral, but you get to see more concretely that, um, the foster family really doesn't like Mm -hmm. her at all. (laughs) Um, what'd you think of the episode? I liked it. I think the the final three episodes do a weird trick. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's intended or whatever, but by the end of the show, I definitely had more sympathy for Dre. Really? Yeah. And this is where it started. So, mm-hmm. you know, she is obviously not well, but she also has not been cared for. Uh-huh. By anybody. Yeah. In, in in her life, including these people, where on the one hand, I I understand why they would feel the way they do about her, but like kicking her out of the funeral mm-hmm. and not even talking to her mm-hmm. when what she did was kind of have an incident with another child you know and be and be herself right be be troubled yeah i my sympathy started to swing her way Mm. and this was the episode you know it ends with her because you're waiting for her to slaughter them yeah and it ends with her just hobbling away right crying yeah and you're like yeah she's she's more sympathetic than i have thought Uh uh-huh um, <clears throat> my one big takeaway from this episode, Dre is someone who knows how to secure a door after closing it. Oh, no shoving a chair under the door handle shit. She closes the door, pulls out drawers, drawers. Pull, opens the other door and wedges it. It does it perfectly. And even then you can still just kick the door in. It doesn't matter anyways, but that's how you do it. Oh, right? 100%. You're, even with a kicked-in door, they're still having to navigate those obstacles. Yeah. No, no, which, again, in her defense, can you imagine what she went through where she'd have to learn that skill? Sure, that yeah. That well? Yeah. Like, yeah, God God <laughs> knows what she went through as a child. Yeah. Um, 
I, yeah, I didn't find myself feeling sympathetic for her at all <laughs> through mm-hmm. any of these episodes. We did watch a couple of um, YouTube videos after we finished the series, which uh, really changed my perspective on the show and made me appreciate it a lot more than I was before. Um, I don't know if we need to like talk about the episodes individually as much as we can just talk about the end. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I watched those episodes and, and one of them I watched basically. F- so I was going into the show with the framework of like, uh, we're watching a show about a, uh, obsessed fan. And so we're going to be watching a show about fandom and, celebrity and blah 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 you know and the video one of the videos i watched basically uh framed it as this is the story of not necessarily a an obsessed fan but this is the story of a serial killer Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so that kind of changed how i was thinking about everything and it made the it made the show a lot more interesting for me in retrospect because we'd already finished i guess um and and that uh, w- let me sort of not focus so much on like the the Beyonce one to one stuff, mm-hmm. and and made it make make a lot more sense to me. Um, but then they also point out like there's the food obsession, mm-hmm. um, and apparently like food obsession amongst serial killers is like a known thing. Um, Ted Bundy maybe was obsessed with chocolate, they said. And um, the Night Stalker, who that guy was recently caught, right? But he was the guy that would, after he killed somebody, go through their fridge and just eat their food. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So that's an interesting parallel. Uh, And the... Well, we'll get to the to the last episode. So episode five, right, she runs away. Then episode six, we get a total left turn. And it's the it's a documentary about the story, basically. I, I think it's straight satire of the documentary crews that would be making a documentary about this. Yeah. Yeah. Um did you have any issue with this with that being the entire episode? I didn't care for the episode as much. Mm-hmm. I, I I really liked the idea of it. Right. And I wish they would have executed the idea in a different way. I think that there's other ways that they could have hit at this kind of true crime obsessive mm-hmm. coverage in a way that didn't feel like it didn't feel like a real show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If- it was definitely, it wasn't like so over the top that it was obnoxious, but it was definitely, it was over the top enough that it was very clear that they were satirizing true crime and, yeah. and this documentary style or whatever. And it undercut some of the interesting points, like the the unique nature of 
how this serial killer would look to a detective Mm -hmm. and the things that make them unique. Like number one, a female serial killer, not as common, right? Mm -hmm. The food obsession, but the way the detective was like, you know, I noticed that they were eating hot Cheetos Mm -hmm. and, you know, basically profiling. I don't know any old white women that eat white Cheetos, hot hot Cheetos. Cheetos. Yeah. And that kind of profile like that, I thought was was interesting as a, on a procedural level, and um, just the, the the format just didn't really, to me, didn't have as much of like a focus mm-hmm. as I guess I wanted it to have. It was fine. I didn't I didn't actively like hate it. Yeah, but definitely was a um, one one of the the lesser yeah. episodes for me. I think what obviously what it has going for it is that it's short Mm -hmm. so they can kind of do like, I wouldn't have been able to, I don't know if I would have watched the whole thing if it was an hour long, Mm. you know what I mean? But the other thing too, that I was thinking about is it, it definitely seems like I almost, I feel like the impact would have been better if it was like a week to week thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because it's, all dropped at once it kind of i get that it's like hey we're going to do something different and this one episode is going to be completely different from everything else but because it's all dropping at once it kind of doesn't matter because you can just get right to the next episode whereas if it was this is your episode for the week i feel like it would have been a lot bigger of a statement to do something like that last of us convinced me that a week-to-week model is preferable yeah for me than a binge mm-hmm. i i would rather anticipate the next episode think about the last episode i think that's the best way for me to consume television mm-hmm. um when you were watching it did you realize that I'm still not sure I know how to frame it. I understand it in my brain, but I'm not able to <laughs> articulate. S- articulate it. Uh-huh. But w- while you were watching it, my life. did you understand that it was the it it, it that it, it's supposed to be like the documentary for our world, right? Like the show is still the show. Right. And this was supposed to be a real documentary. And the people in the documentary are supposed to be the real people of the story. Right. right? Did you make that connection? Well, yeah, especially when Donald Glover popped up. Well, at the end, right. But I mean, throughout, for the first 20 minutes, I'm thinking like, how, where is this at in the world of the show? Mm. And... Like I said, I was I was close to like connecting the dots, but I couldn't quite do it. And then once they show Donald Glover at the end, you realize, oh, okay, so this is supposed to be like an actual true crime episode in the world, not in the wor- show, not in the world of the show, in our in world. In our world, yeah. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't until they showed Donald Glover okay. that I made that connection, yeah. Yeah, because, um, yeah, Julie and I were talking about it like 10 minutes into the episode. We're trying to figure out where is this taking place. And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, 
I'm still thinking the people in the show are the real people. And so the documentary is happening in the, <laughs> in the show, <laughs> in the world of the show. But then why doesn't a documentary have the real people in it? Eventually I got it though. You, yeah, you made it there. <clears throat> what, the, the thing that confused me was the timeline from that episode to the final episode. Right. So from there we go to the final episode and the final episode takes place, I want to say a a while later. So my understanding is that the final episode and the documentary are kind of happening simultaneously because in the documentary, the, um, the detective at the end of the documentary, at one point in the documentary, the detective gets a call and says, Something like just keep her there. I'll, I'll be right there. Mm-hmm. Um, and they even and it sh- shows her upset. Right, but, but they show footage in the documentary. So here's the other things. There's there's the real life event of a fan getting on stage at a Beyonce concert, mm-hmm. literally getting on stage and walking up to Beyonce and security dragging them away before they get to Beyonce. Right, that actually happened in in in. That actually happened for real. And in the documentary, you get... I saw that footage in one of the YouTube videos we watched. In the documentary, you get footage that looked very similar. I don't know if it, if it was the actual footage spliced in or whatever, but it looked very similar to that at the end of the documentary. And then at the end of episode seven, you see her getting on stage. Mm-hmm. So... It it, uh, it seems like she gets on stage, she gets arrested. That's the end of the documentary. And then the end of the episode seven is her delusion, which is she gets embraced by the Marissa Nija hybrid. Mm-hmm. And that's the end of her fantasy, basically. Right? She gets whisked away to a car, put back in, into the back of a car. She could very well be in a police car, and then she's just in her fantasy world. Yeah, I need to go back and watch <clears throat> the final episode again because, number one, in the documentary episode where they show the footage of the fan walking on stage at the Nyjah concert, mm-hmm. I was looking, I was like, that does not look like Dre. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the actual footage. It looks, they look taller. Well, the Dre, again, but again, the Dre in the documentary is a different person. Right. Different actor. Right. And she does look completely different from the, from, um, what is her name? Dominique Fishback. Yeah. yeah, No, I was talking about the, um, like the actual footage, Mm -hmm. you know? And so, okay. So you're saying that I'm doing the same confusion where the footage that they show of the Nyjah concert, they believe out the name. Uh huh. Is, would not be wearing the same clothes as Dre in the show. Right. Right, because Donald Glover says we're making a show. Okay. Mm-hmm. I got it. I got it. It, it, it all makes sense now. And, and yes, thank you. Um, I was confused and didn't even realize it. Yeah. But it's all clear. So now. episode seven is is her... Um, the other thing that the uh, YouTube... One of the YouTube videos pointed out that I've... Again, it's one of those things that you just sort of like intuitively pick up on but never sort of concretely say or put together 
is that each episode has featured a different um Dre has been a different person, mm-hmm. used mm-hmm. a different name, is sort of playing a different person. And so in this last episode, she's um sort of adopted like a a masculine persona. persona. Mm-hmm. Um and you know she's she see, she seems to be making progress because she meets this girl who's like yeah I hate Nyjah blah blah but they still get in the relationship, um, and she seems to really love her yeah, and then she uh, sort of circles back to the beginning of the season where she spends a boatload of money to buy tickets, which sets her girlfriend off. What did you think about that whole sequence? Or stole them? Because the thing that got me was she goes to get the actual tickets and she gives a name. No, no, no. I'm talking about in earlier in the episode oh, no, when she no, yeah. kills her girlfriend. Yeah, but 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 what I, what I was saying was when she goes to try and get oh. the tickets replaced, she gives a name, then she's but it's not I think she gives her girlfriend's name. Because yeah. I'm I'm imagining she gave her she, girlfriend's name because she used her girlfriend's credit card or something. Or I can't remember what name she gives. Maybe she gives Marissa's name. She, she didn't give Marissa. She, she gave she, she gives someone's name that's not hers. Yeah. Do we do we know the name of her girlfriend? Oh yeah, I hear what you're saying. So maybe she stole somebody else's credit card or whatever. Just like, like she's obviously stealing people's cars. So right. yeah, exactly. It made me feel like even though we're seeing her reformed in this relationship, mm-hmm. she, for all intents and purposes, could have killed someone. Stole their tickets that night and is bringing them back. Like, look, I got his tickets. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, or, or at least stole, like you said, like probably just stole their their credit card. Because yeah, she's still stealing cars. And yeah. Where's she getting those cars? Is she killing people? Yeah. Um, but going back to the scene, I so I thought it was really well done because initially, and this goes back to my my feelings about Dre, in in you know the last three episodes. Um, but I, my, my initial reaction was like, as soon as she's like, are you stupid? When her yeah. girlfriend, I was like, Damn, weird, right? Don't, yeah. Don't, don't say that. Like, like, but then as she explained it, I was like, Oh, I'm, I'm sympathizing with a serial killing lunatic who doesn't care about, like cannot care yeah. about this other person in the relationship, and they'd been together for months mm-hmm. at the, at that time. So again, we're seeing a snippet. So again, it that it felt weird in the moment how big she came at Dre, mm-hmm. how aggressive she came. But then you're like, we we've missed out on a lot of stuff, a lot of, that, that she yeah. references. Right? I I asked my parents for money. You know, I hate doing that. Mm-hmm. I did this. I'm working two jobs. She obviously is not working a job, mm-hmm. you know. So, in the end, it won me over. But I, I take it that you you thought she overreacted. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think obviously she overreacted. If you're looking at it from from the perspective of like trying to have a healthy relationship, she also said, "I have a headache. I'm looking forward to taking a bath. I'm not going to take medicine." Right, but if you look at it from 
the perspective of like maybe it's a slightly toxic relationship. Maybe one person in this relationship is a serial killer. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Um it 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 makes sense. It did just in the moment feel like like you said, it it she really went to eleven right from the right from the jump. Um and then as it as she explains herself, you do start to understand like, okay, so this is clearly like has been an ongoing thing that they've been talking about and talking about and talking about. And also with all of the other perspective I gained after watching the show, I could very much also see it as another sort of uh, misreading or like illusion from Dre, like more along the lines of like, this is what it, feels like but maybe mm -hmm. what isn't actually 100% happening you know what I mean she's definitely a, a unreliable narrator exactly right so yeah to what extent are we seeing you know reality versus Trey's perception yeah yeah I, I, I think that what she says as she's freaking out justifies her reaction mm -hmm. but initially I was like whoa yeah calm down don't call her dumb dumb right <laughs> sounded really it was really harsh yeah made me feel i this is not in the show oh this this might be wrap-up thoughts but i had i have a defense of dre based on my own personal life mm -hmm. not based on the show do you want that now or should we wrap up thoughts about the show and then i'll give my um yeah so well let's what uh, what else is left there's not really anything left that i can think think of she kills the guy to she, get tickets right she gets in then she gets she, on stage she gets on stage she sees nyjah she Marissa, has marissa's face nyjah um gets dragged away yeah and now she's probably completely broken mentally yeah. mm -hmm. done gone gonna get convicted probably yeah she's probably in line right after trump <laughs> right. trump's gonna get his greasy <laughs> fingerprints and then Dre's gonna get processed. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts? So, yeah, my my, my thoughts are: I really want to watch those YouTube videos. Yeah, now because yeah. I'll, I, I'll post the links. And I really do feel like, again, this show was doing a lot very specifically, mm -hmm. and for a specific audience and people who would understand what they were doing on a deeper level. And I really appreciated that. I love the fact that they got funding to make it. I mm -hmm. I want more stuff like this. I'd I'd rather take a, a swarm every few months than She Hulk or whatever <laughs> like Marvel show yeah. is being cranked out now. DC is trying to get into shows. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Mandalorian. Like, give give me swarm over all that. It's specific. It, it has a specific you know, kind of perspective and intention. Super well acted. I mean, amazingly acted. Um, and not the show that I think both of us were thinking it was going to be, but still, right. still, I think I was able to make uh, adjustments and I think I'll only end up liking it more, but yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's solid. <clears throat> yeah. I, I, um, I I really liked all all of uh, while I was watching I really liked a lot about the show but there was just those couple little things that were kind of nagging at me um that 
like I said, the YouTube, uh, YouTube videos kind of set me straight on. Yeah. With, with that being said, I don't think the Nexium episode was necessary. I think they should have just gotten rid of the cult episode altogether. Okay. I mean, I, I liked it. I, I think it has some of, it, it has some scenes that I like. I like the deprogramming scene. The deprogramming scene is great and it does give a lot of like useful background information, but the episode itself just feels so out of left field mm. that it just doesn't, I don't know. It just in the, at the end of the show, in the grand scheme of things, I think they probably had five episodes, and then they get this Nexium episode as filler, and then they do like the documentary thing, maybe as filler. And looking back on it too, <clears throat> I I do like what they did with the documentary. Now that I'm thinking more about it, mm-hmm. like I like they didn't just do a satire. Like I said, they were actually playing with the world. Yeah. Itself, which I like. Yeah, I, I liked it. Like I said, I, I liked it too. But and again, with the other kind of with the rest of the show, there's just something about it that I can't quite put my finger on that that just bugged me a tiny bit. You're wrong. Um, this, don't, do you have that drop? <laughs> yeah. You're wrong. But, That's where I, I push the button. Um. Yeah, I like I liked it. Like I said, I think I would have liked it You're more wrong. if... on you're wrong i think i would have liked it more if it was like even more of a statement in the weekly release you know what i mean Mm -hmm. again we i've mentioned it before but like the leftovers would do shit like that Mm -hmm. (laughs) and you kind of just have to admire the um the just willingness to do something different yeah yeah the balls the balls um, I'm trying to figure out why my freaking email notifications keep playing. <laughs> <laughs> um, while you do that, do you want my, my personal? Yeah. Let's hear the, take? um, personal take. So not, this is not in the show. It's just my, this is just where I went with it, but here's my personal defense of Trey. Okay. Okay. As somebody who grew up in a kind of religious household, being told by people that they truly believed certain things and that certain things were true, right? You then buy into it and you buy into it as best you can. Only then to be told, oh no, we don't really believe it that much. Mm-hmm. You know? So with Dre being told about the hive about what Nija offers her fans, which is not just a kind of musician audience, but more of a kind of community mm-hmm. an identity. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of what they go to on the documentary episode with the guy who is, giving an interview where he's like, yeah, we are not about violence. I would not kill. Oh, the guy in the bedroom. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. he's like thinking about, I was like, yeah, I wouldn't kill. <laughs> would I kill? You know? Yeah. And, and you, you see him like, yeah, trying to put together like, wait, what does it mean to 
like defend Nigel. What does this mean? Mm-hmm. You know, and what what does the hive? What what does it mean? You know, Dre took it on face value. Mm-hmm. This is a community that defends Nigel with their life, who would give their life for Nigel, who identifies fully with everything that Nigel is, mm-hmm. and she is hung out to dry by a community that's like calm down it's yeah not, it, it's we're not, not all serial killers yeah, we're, we're, we're not we're we, we don't identify with our whole chest mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and again as somebody who ran out there on like ready to identify with my whole chest only to then feel profoundly alienated by people being like hey chill out it's yeah. like well you guys said that this was it. You guys said like this was if I wanted to understand like everything <laughs> everything, right, yeah. in the universe, these are the things, right? And then yeah, to feel so that that was my other kind of personal take on Dre, my sympathetic take is like she is just somebody who like stepped out in on in faith of what she'd been told by different people only Mm -hmm. to realize like, yeah, not, not fully, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Don't, don't believe in everything fully. Mm -hmm. Always doubt a little bit. Sure. Um, okay. Uh, I don't think I have anything else about swarm. Yeah, no good. Good. It was good. Like I said, I, I'll put the links to the two videos we watched, but there, those videos are, are do a really great job of um, sort of pointing out all of the real life connections, which there's, I we've already harped on, but there is there's just a lot of them, uh, and it's not just the Beyonce stuff, although that's a a big part of it. But it just helped me sort of see how thoughtful the show is, and not just yeah, let's fictionalize. Let's like mm-hmm. sort of half-assedly fic- fictionalize some of this Beyonce stuff, which is how I think it was. How I was taking it at first. Yeah. Um. Okay. Dredge. Dredge. So you asked how far Judge, I am. Judge Dredge. Yeah, and this. So this is one thing I really wanted to talk about. In games like this, I wanted to, to ask you, how do you play them? Mm-hmm. So dredge is a resource management kind of yeah uh I wouldn't say resource management I mean it has yeah it has a resource management element to it where you're up when you're upgrading your ship well and I mean even then you're trying to balance what what do I need to fish? What do I need to sell? What do I need to upgrade? Yeah. And you're trying to, but, but all of it is in service of uncovering a deeper story that's going on in this right. world where you have a series of locations in the middle of this kind of teeming Cthulhu otherworldly yeah. ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, and you go out in the day mainly to fish to sell the fish, to upgrade your boat, to um, 
reach farther islands, farther places, while also interacting with people and occasionally getting attacked by one of these Cthulhu monsters if you're out after dark. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is the nuts and bolts of the game. Mm-hmm. But for me, I find myself hyper fixating on upgrading my boat. Okay. okay. So exploration is secondary to me. Mm-hmm. You start in this little island area with mm-hmm. another little um, village across this little in- inlet, basically right. is what it is. And I just played hours mm-hmm. in that little inlet, just going back and yeah. forth, not exploring where you could you get a map at some point and early in the game it might be a little you might have to like push it a little bit but you can definitely make it to the next oh yeah as soon as the game starts you can go anywhere in the world you want to go technically speaking do, do you have enough nothing is locked to, off not, nothing's locked off but I, I was nervous like i'd see a, a island and i'm like i don't want to risk getting eaten by a cthulhu monster so i'm gonna i'm not gonna go there Mm-hmm. And so not until I upgraded my my engine a mm-hmm. few times. So now I have like a jet engine on my on my boat. Mm-hmm. I have a spell that makes it go faster. Mm-hmm. And I am like now I'm doing all the location right. stuff. But I am happy to grind. Like I grind first. I, yeah. I enjoy that. Right. Yeah, that's what I do more or less. I will um, on these types of games, I will <clears throat> I going back to the resource management thing real quick, the only resource you're managing is, I would say, your sanity is sleep because that's the only resource that you sort of use and uh, replenish and you have to kind of walk a line with it between if you've gotten sleep and it's the middle of the day, you're perfectly fine. And if it's getting later at night and you've used that haste spell a bunch or you've taken damage, you some weird shit is going to start happening and you can either keep pushing it and, and see how far you get or what else you can do or you can call it a night and go dock and get some rest and sort of reset that clock. And Mm -hmm. so in that sense, it's resource management in that sense. Also, you kind of control the difficulty of the game and you can make it as hard as you want because there is no, well, I, I can't say no, but I don't really think there's a hard cap to like, if you've been awake for this amount of time, you just automatically dead. You know what I mean? Like stuff How starts. Long have, I, I feel like there has to be. There like, probably is, but it's, it's a lot farther than what you think it is. How, how, how far have you pushed it? I've stayed awake for like two and a half, three days. Uh, and yeah, some crazy stuff starts happening, but you know, eventually you can, you can play around it. Like I said, you can kind of determine the difficulty for yourself for a long time. I played by the book as soon as it got 
night I went to sleep mm-hmm. and I woke up in the morning and then eventually it became, well, I'll wake up at like four because then see. I can get the night fishes and uh, daytime technically starts at six. So nothing in between that two, the two hours is not long enough for anything bad to happen regardless. So, and then that became, there's, uh, have you, there are, there's um, a type of side quest that's time gated, that has a time requirement that it does not tell you about. No. So you haven't run into that yet? That you know so. of? Um, I, I also went... So, re- like, really quickly, I'm I'm smiling, too, because I play these games by the book. Right. I don't know why, but, like, yeah. I, I, I don't know if I'm, like, bought into the world and secretly I am scared of, like, I, what happens if I yeah. push the, the limits. But I naturally just gravitate towards, like, nighttime, sleep. The most I've done is, like, 4 a.m., I'm waking up, and I'm going out and getting a little jump on the day. Yeah. But I've not pushed the stay awake mechanic. Like, Yeah. And again, I don't know if that's just, like, what in me? Is that, like, fear-based? Or is that just, like, well, that's not... Those aren't the rules, Justin. Am I just a rules follower? Yeah. I don't know. But I also, when I get a... What do they call them in the game? They call them... um, Not quests... Pursuits. Uh, yeah, pursuit. Uh-huh. Pursuits, right? When I get a pursuit, that is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. So maybe they there yeah. is a because I've I've gone, for example, because I it sounds to me like like you if you're not farther in the game than me, you've you've pushed. I, I've one hundred percent of the game already. Oh shoot. I'm okay. done with the game. I've played it for like twenty hours. <laughs> I so I went over to that other lo- location, um, the the Howling Cliffs. And the Gale Gale Cliffs. Yeah, Gale Cliffs. Uh-huh. And there was a lady there who's like, I need this right. eel. Yeah, that's not what I'm talking about. Okay. Uh, like those, I'm I'm on it. Right now I'm trying to find this hermit's um seal. His family crest. Okay. That he um <laughs> I swear. That's gonna drive me nuts. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, let's pretend it's a new drop. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm trying to find this hermit's crest uh-huh. that he he's in a tiff with his brother, okay. who, who's the whaler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he lives, like, close to the starting area. Well, he lives in the... Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cliffs, yeah, yeah, I know up, what you're talking about. That, mm-hmm. And, um, but my ship is already... At like the fourth upgrade. Right. And I feel like I could have been here. Yeah. Like, yeah, four hours ago, but instead I'm just like running my little loop over and over and over again. Yeah. I do the same thing where I stay in the starting area and then I finish every possible side thing I can do. Partly probably from like some, there's like some sort of like uh, obsessive aspect to it. But also because I want to then be able to sort of like pub stomp my way through the rest of the game. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I want to be able to me. go into the next section and be like, yeah, I'm here. 
exactly. look at me. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Like that to me, that feeling is worth the grind Yeah. to get later in a game. And like, like you said, come like, I will come screaming into a dock now with like my jet engine going, my haste thing going. And I'm like pulling up, just like, give me what you got. I'm, Going in the cliffs, I'm getting whatever you need. I'm coming back out. I'm so now I'm in the I'm I'm in the like running around the whole world uh-huh. and stuff like that. So you just mainlined it. I absolutely could not stop playing. You it. pushed your sanity mm-hmm. in real life. Yeah. So I mean, you liked it, or was it just it, the 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 game's feedback loop was so much that it was like hard to put down or did, did the game live up to that kind of a... Uh... Um, I, I guess I would say I was a little disappointed in the story. I mean, the story is kind of what you make of it. And because, like I said, when you start the game, the entire map is open, you kind of put the story together yourself. And so it can be a little confusing. And it's also cosmic horror. So it's already confusing by its nature, at least for me. Um, and I, I've, I, now, now that I finished the game, I've gotten all of the endings. I've watched a couple videos. I have, feel like I have a good idea of like the main story. Um, but there's a little things throughout the whole thing you can sort of come across and it, it, you know, varies from like a straightforward side quest that's very understandable to like you can get visions that just make absolutely no sense. You know I, what I mean? I sold a belt buckle yeah. that a grieving father wanted. Right. I'd already sold it. Yeah. And I was like, man, I wish I'd. Oh, right. Sell I did that too a couple times with a couple things. That So that's a, a couple of the complaints I had would, would just have be like mechanical stuff. You can sell stuff that you have no way of knowing that it's for a pursuit. Mm-hmm. Like, give it some sort of marker like you don't have to explain what it's for just have like a marker on the item to be like hey you may want to keep this for later and if anyone needs that it's you as the person who's probably just right always cleaning yes, out yes selling store. everything just, try, i finished the game with like fifteen thousand dollars <laughs> see, see what, what i do is i put everything in storage and right. when i get after the belt buckle happened now i put everything in storage and when there's a duplicate then I sell them. Mm, but as long good, as an item yeah. is solo, I refuse to sell it now. Right. That's good. I didn't sell the belt buckle, but there are dog tags you can find. I have a dog tag. Don't. There are multiple of those. So don't sell those. Uh, don't sell any of those. Um, and then the other thing that I'm realizing that I'm realizing now, going back to the um, sanity thing, the other thing that, that may, started to make me push staying awake is there are is a specific pursuit that involves a hooded figure, hooded figures. If you get one of those, it's time sensitive. It doesn't tell you that it's time sensitive. There's no way to, I have no idea how long it lasts for. All I know is I got one. No, I got oh. one from this hooded figure. I went and did my thing. Um, and then I came back to him days later at some point and he was dead. and i mean to the game's credit the pursuit then gets solved it's not like you can't 
finish it, it just stays open forever. It does get solved. But after that happened, I was like, oh, okay, well, now if I see one of these hooded figures, I'm going to make sure to do that right away. And so that involved me being like, okay, I'm just going to push it and I'm just going to fish through the whole night and I don't even care. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, that, so that, that was another question I have for you. How much damage have you, at any one point, have you taken? I've destroyed my boat. So you've died. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it took me a, that was the other thing that made me start pushing it. It took me a long time to die. It took me, because so, I, I was being so careful that um, I got to a point where I was like, I don't know if you can die in this game. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if you just keep taking damage and maybe keep getting scarier visions or whatever. And that's the thing. I I feel like I'm in panic mode, right? I feel like I've stayed awake for three days (laughs) and something is happening and I don't understand why it's happening. I do not understand why these notifications are working. Um, so that made me sort of push staying awake. The, the, the combination of those things. Um, but so so you're still in the Gale Cliffs. I I now so in order to get the f- the the ne- not the final upgrade but the next upgrade I needed refined metal and uh-huh. I realized the traveling merchant has the refined metal. Uh-huh. But at each of her locations, she sells you a new piece. Uh-huh. So I I still have not like I haven't gotten the dynamite. I I mm-hmm. haven't figured out how to get dynamite working. So I'm not done with the cliffs. Wait a minute, do you have dynamite? No. Oh, okay. Um, so I'm not done with the cliffs, but I, I have been to all the other locations to get the refined metal. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going back to the cliffs to hopefully figure out like what the next move is. Okay. The refined metal is also in the world. I haven't found it on, yeah. on my own. I've yeah. it's it's rare. Yeah, I and it's in like purposefully hidden right or like sort of like progression spots where it's like once you open this up you know you've progressed to sort of the next thing which is the way that i play these games oh i'll just go i will grind to purchase all these very expensive refined metals when i know there's other people who play a more linear game who are probably like oh they found the refined Mm -hmm. metal on no i'll find the refined metal in my last hour of the game and i'll be just as happy yeah so. Um, yeah, that, so a couple things that, that bothered me. Love the game. Like I said, 100% in it. I'm, I'm at a, it, it gives you, um, it saves your game right before it ends, right? So you can sort of do the ending do the and then mm. just go back to your saved game from right before that. So I'm going to do that and I'm going to just push myself and see what happens if you just, just stay awake the game. forever. Yeah. Um, I mean, there are things like you can go go to the edge of the map, right? And kind of push that, which I did that. Um, but so the time, the time, the timed pursuits bugged me. The, the selling mission items that you don't know are mission items bugged me. And also when it comes to resources, like gathering stuff, you've upgraded your ship. Have you done any of the research trees yet? Yeah. So there's research trees. Mm-hmm. For your rod, your engine, the crab pot, and the net, net. Mm-hmm. fishing net. 
there are not enough research parts in, in the, the world Ooh. to finish three of the four of them. Ooh. You can finish one of them easily. I 100% completed the game and I had only two of them finished and I needed a lot more to finish the other two. Um, so that was really annoying. And yeah. there's like, there's no, y- you can grind those. You can get them randomly after the, after you've get them from like missions and stuff, but right. it's not easy. You, you can dredge. Yeah. To, mm-hmm. um, oh man. Wow. Yeah. That, so I think the, I, I agree that I think, and, and to me, maybe, maybe those will be patched out where, from a completionist perspective, mm-hmm. the game is set up to kind of make you want to mm-hmm. complete it. So yep. for them to build it so that it couldn't be completed mm-hmm. is is a frustration. Yeah. Like, absolutely. <clears throat> One thing that I wanted to, to, to mention, too, not to oversell this, mm-hmm. okay? But the, the feeling of trying to gauge, can I do this thing? Right. And then realizing you've you've pushed it a little too far, and that race mm-hmm. back to a the lighthouse, anything, and then the, and then the the game is really smart. It did the this just happened to me today, where the the vision or whatever will give you a fake location. Like mm. I saw this place, I'm mm-hmm. going towards it. I get to it, and then it shimmers and and gets pushed in the mm-hmm. in the distance. I'm like, oh, that's it. It's drawing me into deeper water. Yeah. So I had to like turn around and and that panic of like, here's one. If I if if I want to throw my negative on there, mm-hmm. this is the and I understand it's kind of the point, but this is one of those um, situations where I actually would want to be able to mark up my map. Oh yes, that was the other thing. Not only can you not mark the map, you can't zoom you in. Can't zoom in. It's on so it. small. Yeah, it's, and you can't zoom in. Yep. And there is one uh, area of the game that is like it's like a maze, and it's very confusing. And having a small ass map where you can't see anything doesn't, doesn't help. help. Which I imagine is probably part of the point. But yes, Exa- that exactly. was frustrating. I think that's the point. But it did make me feel like, on the one hand, I wouldn't. I understand that if I could mark it up as I wanted, it could make the game too easy. Because mm. I could just mark the best fishing spots that would respawn after yeah. however long and just hit that hit that loop. But to not be able to zoom in and to not have any flexibility with the map in terms mm. of what it shows, um, that has been frustrating. But pulling that up and looking for, okay, mm-hmm. where am I? Okay, I need to go around this thing. Yeah. Um, and then it'll throw rocks in front of you, like mm-hmm. mirage rocks and stuff. That that kind of push to safety is such a good yeah feeling of anxiety. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know what it is about the gameplay itself because obviously I've been playing it a lot the past two or three days, and every Sophia's been watching me and she's enjoyed watching. But every time Sophie, or Julia's come out, she's like, "Why are you playing this?" <laughs> because it's just a little boat 
sailing around a world, occasionally getting a couple of fishes. And the the fishing mini game is nothing spectacular, but there's it's you know just a combination of like what am I going to get? Am I going to get something good? Am I going to get a trophy fish? Mm-hmm. Um, you, the, yeah, there's a lot of collecting, and they make the collecting easy to pursue in that everything is in the encyclopedia whether you've caught Mm -hmm. it or not it's in the encyclopedia and you more or less know where to go and how to get it it's just a matter of like yeah pushing limits staying awake maybe doing it at night how scary do you want to get blah Mm -hmm. blah um so yeah i i really uh i really liked it a lot it it feels like having not finished the game it feels like they had the ch- and again i want to say i don't know who made it 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 definitely feels like made with love mm-hmm. it definitely feels like i a lot of time was put into this thing mm-hmm. and i definitely feel like there's a whiteboard with some unchecked boxes of like zoom in on map like <laughs> Other things right. that they that they probably were like, we have to get done. We yeah. have to. Finish we just this. have to get this out. We yeah. have to get this out. We cannot. <clears throat> we we can't keep going with this. Having said that, there, f- it feels like it could have been something, like special, mm-hmm. like big, idea, like. Not to say I hate compare. I've been trying to peel back on comparisons i don't want to say like disco elysium you mm-hmm. know but but something of kind of i'm trying not to be hyperbolic in the word that's coming to mind it's transcendent <laughs> which, mm-hmm. which is the yeah. most hyperbolic word. right <laughs> but it it feels like it could have really elevated and if the story really hooked or latched onto something mm-hmm. because what they've built around it are just a lot of really intriguing pieces, a lot of very satisfying gameplay, something that pushes you to want to complete it. Like I want to complete the encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. I want to know what the fish in the abyss look like. And mm-hmm. I'm excited to get that upgrade on my boat and I want my boat to be as upgrade. You know, that's such a great loop. I, I, I feel like, man, if if people in their reviews instead were like, oh, the story, oh, this, you know, that mm-hmm. that would have gotten me like through the moon excited. But yeah. having, you know, I, I think I heard from somebody else there. They're like, oh, yeah, the, the, the story's okay. I'm like, man, that's that's a little disheartening. Yeah, the story, I think I'm fine with the story. I really liked the, there's two endings. I really liked both endings. There's a good ending and a bad ending, quote unquote. I really liked both endings for for different reasons. Um, I, I really like how you get one of the endings to happen. And then I really like how the one of them actually ends, like what actually happens at the very end. Um, they're not that different from each other, but... Uh, um, yeah, but like I said, because you're kind of piecing it together, maybe you're coming to, you're coming to some stuff out of order and you're having to put some stuff together and you know, it's not at the end of the day, it's not a super complicated story. Mm -hmm. And, 
Um, I'll, I'll link to another video too that kind of breaks everything down. And there's some theories on the subreddit and stuff that make it seem really interesting. Um, I, I also like the storytelling is very, it's not long. Like, right. I think that's probably the only thing that kept me in that kept me in. Like you're never reading for more than a minute or it's something. Two, it's two paragraphs. Yeah. If that of, of them being like, yeah, all these people left and they were yelling, but we couldn't hear what they were saying. Right. Um, a lot of disappearances. Yeah. A lot of rumors, a lot of weird activities that I just, I just love that. I just mm. love, I love that whole vibe of, of the game. Um, yeah, the the one thing, crap. Oh, I just the 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 last thing that I wanted to say, probably. I still remember pulling up to a ship mm-hmm. wreck. Mm-hmm. It turned into a giant crab. Mm-hmm. It hit my boat. Uh-huh. It destroyed my engine. Yeah, and, I, right. And then it took you forever to to go anywhere. <laughs> then I'm going slowly. Uh-huh. Pointed. At the lighthouse, that's the only home I know. Yeah. I have not explored another place to take my boat. Yeah. And watching the sun <laughs> set behind, yeah. the, it, it's in my view as I'm pushing closer to the lighthouse. My engine is done. And then night falls and you just hear all this stuff. Yep. You see these this eyeball right at the top that's mm-hmm. looking for you. Then I see this thing come up and like nudge my boat, mm. and I take damage and it disappears. Mm-hmm. And then a huge tentacle comes up and just like smashes my boat. That was so. That was that your first death. That was my first. So you death. were in the place with the, like all the glowing jellyfish. Yeah. That was my first death, too. It's so good. It, it was like that moment was so good. Me accepting my fate. Yeah. Me not knowing what was going to. This is my first death, not knowing what to expect. Mm-hmm. Such a great, like just brilliant moment. And then it just made me think like this is a sandbox that I I want to play in more. Like, mm-hmm. I, you know, what I mean, if just like other things, if it could knock your engine out and then how are you going to get moving with half an engine and mm-hmm. it, it's got so many good ideas, just really clever little ideas. And I'm excited that this is their first attempt at a game like this. I hope there's another, mm-hmm. I, I hope they get another shot at this. Is it, do you know, is it successful? Is it getting well received? It's not on game pass, but I have no problem. It was 24 99. Yeah. Great price for me. I don't know if you have thoughts on the price or. Yeah, I bought the deluxe edition. Me too. For $27. Yeah, yeah just to. Extra. There's an extra location? No, there's two extra. Two, there's. Uh, uh, you you get the sign of ruin, which is a fishing tool. I have that. Which I you, don't need know to what have, it, you need to have on at all times. I, I got it. I immediately put it on. I have no idea what it does. I don't think anybody really knows what it does. The theory is that you've caught an, you've caught an aberration before, oh, right? Yeah. The theory is that it just makes those more common. You get more of them. I also did not sell a compass ring or something. It was like the wearer of this has luck. Oh. Or something I like that. And I've, I've kept it in my out of my storage in my cargo because I know what else to do. Yeah. And I'm waiting for that to do something. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, I'm fine with the price. I listened to the Resties today. They mm-hmm. talked about it, and they said apparently it's getting like mixed reviews. So I don't know, but I I really liked it. The, yeah, my my going back quickly. My first death, I I was I had made my way over to that area, Stellar Basin. It was already night, and like I said, up to that point, I hadn't died. I hadn't really taken a lot of damage. So I was thinking, like, maybe you just can't die in this game. And so middle of the night, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning, so I just sail out into the middle of that hole, basically. I have no idea what's there, and I just see this spot that's in the middle. I was like, oh, let me go get this thing. And so I go there, and I start fishing, and then before I even catch my first fish, yeah, the tentacle just comes and crushes me. And I'm just like, oh, okay, well. You can die. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it's so good. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I. Uh, I guess I'm interested in reading some negative reviews, but it definitely. It made me think. Like watching indie play Hi-Fi Rush mm-hmm. made me think this. Where I was like, if I had an outlet, I think I would kind of like assign things. Ba- maybe they already do this, but assign things based on like who who likes this stuff because mm-hmm. like Hi-Fi Rush, not my game. Yeah. Loved watching Indy play it. Mm. Indy had a blast. I loved watching every second of him playing it. Right. Dredge. Yeah. I I guess you could not like it. But I mean, if you have any interest in cosmic horror, any interest in just yeah. kind of like that that kind of resource loop management game and it just really well cared for world. Right. I, again, the world has given me so many moments of just like oh man that that was great and and sophia what indie watches and he's into it yeah i, I don't know i just feel like if re- review if you like it you know because if you don't like it then it's just the only bad review i could see is like it's not for me but yeah i think game. the bad reviews center mostly around like the gameplay because like you said the game is more about the world you're in and the tasks you're doing than it is how you actually literally do them. Because in order to fish in this game, you just move your boat around to a fishing spot and then you hit X and then and you keep hitting X. and then you maybe if you want to speed it up, you hit X on the green line. But if not, you can just let it finish on its own. It just takes a little bit longer. <laughs> And then it. the dredging minigame is a little different, but there's not really much to it gameplay-wise. Yeah, I, I guess the, the defense to that is, is like, again, if games like this work for you, because I'm just trying to maximize everything. Yeah. I'm hitting those greens because yep. I want that. I want to max out my haul. I want to get back before it's dark. I want to sleep. I want to keep my sanity there. Mm-hmm. I want to unlock this new area. I want, You know what I mean? Like, I the, the, the gameplay has to be simple for it to feed into the loop. Like I would not have wanted a complex technical fishing sim. Yeah. You know, it needs to be something that's quick. It needs to be something that like any location to sell fish, there's fish 10 feet away. You can just go hit that spot, Mm -hmm. fish a little bit, get the money you need, get the upgrade you want, move on. I, I, I think the gameplay had to be, somewhat simplistic yeah no i agree i I don't have any issues with it i think that's just what people people were complaining about but yeah i loved it and the draw is more sort of yeah the collecting the 
the finishing tasks, the f- sort of figuring out the world. Yeah, figuring out what is what, and yeah, but it's it's great. I loved it. Like I said, twenty hours in already, and I started playing on Friday. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great. All right, well, you've got two weeks to finish it. I know, and I and I will probably luxuriate in those um, two weeks. Mm-hmm. All right. Anything else? Um. Suck my white ass. Nope. You said this it. Is, this is going to destroy America. I love you. Bye bye. I love bye being bye. Your bye, bye. Bye bye.